step into it, show up for it, take one small step every single day. The more that you think, again, think, feel, and act in accordance with what you desire and the person that you will be once you receive that desire, then the faster the desire actually comes to you. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you, are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, wonderful humans. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. So today's episode is a conversation that I had with a girlfriend, Sucha Kumar, for her interview series all around insecurity and being able to shift insecurities in different areas of your life. We had it on Instagram Live about a week ago, two weeks ago now at this point. And it was just such a great conversation that I was like, Sucha, can I please pull this and put it on my podcast. Like people need to hear this information. Uh, We talked all about money. We talked about money and abundance and really like what abundance is because I think that word gets thrown around a lot. We talk about how to navigate self-worth around our relationship to money and our work. And I I just, it was such a great conversation that I knew that having it on the podcast to live forever, ever would be something that would support a lot of people. So that's what we did. And I hope that you guys enjoy. Um, today and tomorrow is the, are, are the, is the, are the final days of our Academy of Breath cyber sale, um, our cyber week sale. Yeah. I'm, I'm partaking, but don't worry. I'm changing the world with what I'm selling. <laughs> it's not past fashion. It is life-changing tools that will, completely anchor you into the most divine version of yourself. So, you know, support small businesses. (laughs) Anyways, um, this week we've done a cyber sale of $500 off tuition for the Academy of Breath. It ends tomorrow, November 30th. Um, And then the price goes up to $14.95 for our January 2022 cohort. So we're going to link that in the show notes for you. Um, The Academy of Breath, if you're new to The Alchemized Life, is my eight-week online breathwork and meditation certification program. I started it in 2020. At the very beginning of the pandemic, we've served over 260 students so far in becoming breathwork and meditation teachers because we really, from the very beginning, have developed this experience, this container, this certification program with the intention and the mission to get breathwork and meditation out to every single household on this planet and to create teachers that really feel confident in leading, know their shit, and are able to bridge the gap and make breathwork and meditation accessible, not just for yogis or the spiritual space, but for everybody. So we've helped teachers, like high school teachers, preschool teachers, we've helped um, coaches, entrepreneurs, therapists, yoga teachers, 
if I didn't already say that, (laughs) have gone through this program to expand their core offering really and bring breathwork and meditation into their work. And I mean, it's just profound. It's profound what will happen to your clients as they start to bring these practices in. And it's more than anything, except like for yourself, it is going to change the way that you look at the world, relate to the world, interact with the world and allow yourself to like really be in this world. And I mean, there's, it's hard to use words for the experience because it's beyond words. It's beyond definition. It's beyond containment. Um, it's divine truly. And so you can get $500 off your tuition. We start on January 12th, 2022. It's um, eight weeks altogether. There's six weeks of live trainings, over 10 hours of bonus masterclasses, um, a lifetime access to Facebook group and alum- uh, quarterly alumni calls where you get to just stay a part of this family forever. And um, it's really, really special, the bonds that have been built through this program. Um So I hope that if you're listening to this and feeling the pull that you join us and sign up before again tomorrow, November 30th at midnight. And with that being said, again, the links for everything, including where to find Sucha and um, her work, as well as the Academy of Breath is all inside of the show notes. So you can head over there now if you're interested in AOB. And um, if you enjoy this conversation, Make sure to let me know. Let me know on Instagram at The Alchemized Life or at Ava Johanna, whichever works. I just love having conversations with all of you about these topics afterwards and just opening up discussion because so many of you have such brilliant points of view and have brilliant takeaways as well. So it's nice to hear that what I'm sharing is resonating and it's nice to hear your own perspectives. And so if you feel inspired to reach out, please do. I'll be waiting in my inbox. Well, not like actively waiting in my inbox, but I will reply back to you and we will have a conversation. (laughs) Oh, I was just at the Creek with a friend for about an hour meditating and breathing. And it was so wonderful. There were like thousands of baby dragonflies all around us. And it was very symbolic of a lot of the chapters that have been closing in my life. And, um, yeah, so I'm a little bit, a little bit high on life right now. So I figured what better time than to do an intro for a upcoming episode of the podcast. And so now you get to just be doused with all of the love that I'm feeling. (laughs) All right. Enjoy this episode. Love you all so much. Again, links for everything are in the show notes. I hope that if you're considering AOB that you jump in and join us. And more than anything, I hope that this conversation inspires you to think about yourself, think about money, think about earning, think about life overall through a different lens. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing so good. It's been a good morning. How are you? That's awesome. I'm doing good. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and so excited to just have a conversation in general. I know. I know. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of briefly introduced you and how I, how I actually found out about you, but if you could actually give a little bit of an introduction to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Ava. For anyone who is yet to know who I am. (laughs) I am the founder of the Academy of Breath. It is a eight-week online breathwork and meditation certification program that I founded back in the beginning of 2020. And I 
over the course of the past few years have really been working with clients and students and even just people in my community around how to find true fulfillment and feel deeply connected to the essence of who you are through the tools of breathwork and meditation. And we talk about everything from money to relationships, to business, to um, spirituality and your divinity. And so I'm super excited to be here. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much. Um, So we're on the topic of money specifically. And I know that this is something... I think no matter what someone's like net worth is or how much they have in the bank, whether it's a lot of money or a little bit of money, this is something that everyone really deals with and has their own journey Um, because nothing is promised. And also as far as just like lately what's going on with like inflammation or inflation and then, you know, unemployment and just all of the ups and downs Um, it's not something where you just get a job and you're promised like the security for your entire life. Um, I focus a lot on, you know, our primal instincts and a big thing that comes up is safety and like feeling safe. And in the society and world we live in today, like money is a huge factor of that. So if you can kind of just introduce us to what your journey has been like, and then we can kind of get deeper into that as far as the relationship with money and and how to navigate that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we talk about money and different levels of receiving and income, it's never really a money thing, right? It's always deeper than that. And that was really where I started putting the puzzle pieces into place and seeing really big shifts in my earning and my being able to hold on to money, um, being able to spend at higher levels. Because for me growing up, I didn't really have much of anything at all. Um, You know, when I was a child and then into like early preteen years, my family was middle class. And then my mom separated from my stepdad when I was um, 15 or 16 years old. And uh, my little sister has autism, so my mom hasn't been able to get a full-time job since my sister was born, um, which was when I was nine and a half years old. So by the time I was 15 and my sister was about four and a half, five years old, my mom was working at the preschool alongside my sister because that was the only job that she could keep in order to be able to support my sister as her main caretaker. Um, Everyone knows that those that work in the public school district do not get paid well at all, especially in California compared to the cost of living. And so very shortly after my mom separated from my stepdad, um, we were evicted from our apartment. Her car was repossessed. We were living on couches for neighbors, of neighbors, of family members, of friends. And um, my mom would go to the food bank every other weekend to pick up groceries for us. And so... I really experienced this very drastic side of the spectrum as far as safety and security and wealth goes. And at that point, 
my only intention and my only thought was, okay, well, if I want to feel safe and secure, then all I need to do is make sure I'm never in a position again where I can't pay my bills and and that'll be good. And so it really like lit this fire under my ass to work hard and to hustle. And I, before I was even in my bachelor's degree, was working a full-time job and um, earning more than any of my friends that were going through college because I was so set on the idea and the belief that once I got to a certain level, I would be safe and I would feel secure. And so at 20 years old, making $65,000, without a college degree, while all of my friends were waiting at restaurants or working in retail, um, I was still experiencing all the same fear and scarcity around money, even though I was good. I was good. I was paying, I was able to pay more than my bills. I was good. And so that really led me to this realization of, wow, there's never going to be amount of money on a paycheck. That's going to make me feel happy. That's going to make me feel safe. That's going to make me feel settled and fulfilled. So there has to be something else. And that's really when I started diving into the personal development space, reading as many books as I could get my hands on listening to podcasts. And over time, as I tried different things, I started to find the things that really worked for me. And um, it's been a wild journey, but it has really allowed me to get to the root of what I think a lot of people wait a whole lifetime to find out around money and fulfillment and abundance and happiness. Yeah, yeah, that's so, that's so true. And I feel like um, sometimes like, because how our brains work, like I I focus a lot on brain and habits and how those are all built. And if we've spent, you know, a good chunk of time, sometimes for many of us, like a few years or multiple years with a certain mindset, like it becomes our personality almost, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to address that and navigate around that. And we also almost become like just in the habit of thinking that certain way and then like not feeling that fulfillment. Um, I'm curious, like, have you felt that that relationship to money has um, affected like different parts of your life and different relationships with other things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the very beginning of my marriage, it was something that we had never really talked about before, but we um, were living in LA and, you know, trying to push really hard to achieve all these different goals and, you know, very much, I would say, influenced by um, the culture of keeping up with the Joneses. And it created a lot of tension in our relationship and a lot of pressure in our relationship. And so I noticed how the way that I was feeling internally was creating a reflection in my relationships with other people. And so it created a disconnect. It created um, almost like walls up and around myself and around other people in my life. And I didn't want it to be that way. I didn't want there to be pressure for having to pay a bill. You know, I didn't want there to be pressure of like my friends needing to Venmo me back in case I like uh, picked up brunch that day. And so I really wanted to create a relationship with money that allowed for just a sense of spaciousness, right? Where it doesn't feel so 
contractive or like there's only one way to do things, but like really just like fluid and flowy and expansive. Um, and once I decided that was how I wanted to feel about money, because it wasn't just relationships, right? Then the feeling of expansiveness and flowiness got to seep into my business and the way I interacted with people um, and how I moved throughout my day. Once I decided that was like the general vibe that I wanted with money and just life overall, then I started noticing I was being shown answer after answer and like guidance after guidance to create more of that in my life. Yeah. I love how you said that as far as like just everything kind of flowing into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it starts with like probably the relationship that you have the most kind of like friction with. Um, you mentioned about business too, cause I know a lot of people can re- resonate with this. Um, people who are like business owners or who create their own schedules. Um, because I mean, you mentioned like you were working full time before you even started college and that really shapes like our hustle mentality or what we feel like is about like grinding. And I know for me, um, I mean, my parents, they grew up in India. They definitely didn't grow up with a lot of money. Um, I know my mom was like the first one in her entire, you know, community that was even like not just going into college, but coming to America. And there was like that really deep embedded, like scarcity mindset. Um, and then, you know, my dad as well, like same, same thing, but for them, it was always about like working hard, working hard, working hard. So for me, it was like, not even about the energetics. It was more so, or the relationship to money. It was like, no, I work these many hours and that means I'm hustling and grinding. And that means I deserve this amount of money and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if you could kind of dive into a little bit of how that like hustle mindset has been for you. And obviously being younger and working so much, but still not feeling fulfilled. And then now, you know, you're running your business and how that's been for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we can all resonate with having parents from a generation that said, work harder, earn more money, right? Um, I definitely experienced that in my relationship with my father. And even now to this day, I have to kind of like lean back and just let him do his thing while I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to agree to that. I'm not going to agree to that. Um, So for me, yeah, when I had my full-time job and it was at a startup, so I was working like 10 to 12 hour days. I was miserable. I was so like, I would get off work and be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I was just like, not fun to be around. Um, And I would spend my weekends partying like really hard to almost like make up for how miserable I felt during the week. And I think like, And still is in a lot of cultures, but I think more and more people are realizing, especially in like entrepreneurship, that it doesn't have to be that way. And Mm -hmm. I remember something that um, I heard very early on when I started studying about money and money mindset from Amanda Francis was, if it was really true that hard work equals more money and that the harder and the more that you work, the more money that you get the richest people in the world would not be Richard Branson or Oprah or whoever. Um, You know, obviously those people had to work hard at a certain point, but the more and more money that you, that they've made, the more and more they've actually been able to lean back. And so I always think about that of like, if it was true, wouldn't that mean that those that are in public service are making more money than they are? Wouldn't it mean that the teachers make more money than they are? Wouldn't it mean that, the garbage man makes more money, you know? And so I think yeah. that perspective shift had me realize that 
not, not that that's even absolute truth of like the, then those people would be the richest in the world, but just that there's different ways to look at things. And so it really gave me this opportunity to be like, huh, okay. So the way that I view money and making money is a belief and a program that I have mm. in my mind that's influencing how I think and how I act and how I feel. But it's true that there are many different ways to look at things. So how do I want to start looking at things? Because if I were to stand in a room with a billionaire and share whatever belief I have around money, they're more than likely going to have a little bit of a different belief than me, or maybe a lot of a different belief than me. And so it's important as we're going through this journey of, you know, maybe breaking through hustle culture or breaking through scarcity or breaking through self-worth. I think they're all connected um, that we recognize that there are many different ways to look at things. And even if you notice right now that the way you're looking at something isn't the most empowering or expansive or most abundant way to look at things, forgive yourself and choose again. And focus on choosing again every single day until that new belief becomes your new reality. Um, one of the practices that I do inside of my courses is really help my students to embody the feeling of a new belief. So instead of embodying the belief of, I have to work long hours or I have to say yes to this project or yes to this brand in order to support myself, which if you even hear me talk, saying that, it might you might feel contractive in your body. It might feel like tight in your heart or tight in your belly or your breath might shorten all signs that we're closing ourselves. Um, we shift from feeling and embodying that to feeling and embodying the other, the new belief, the more empowering belief, the next best feeling thought. Um, and so instead it might be the more fun that I have, the more playfulness that I get in, the more money I make, the more attractive I get, the more magnetic my programs become. And just feeling into that. And noticing, because if it makes you feel good, then it is good. If it's making your energy expand, yeah. then it is good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, so many good points in that. Um, I think, like, I read something that was really a game changer for me because we always say, like, time is our most valuable asset, which mm -hmm. it is. But in this context, like, energy is the most valuable asset, right? Because we can give we can give ourselves all the time. We can sit around like this time, this time to work and do all these things. But if we don't have the energy, like physical energy, but also mental capacity and space and being like energetically there to do the thing that we wanted to do in the first place, then like we're nothing without our energy. So even mm -hmm. being able to, to exchange in that way, um, and what you were discussing sounded a lot, you know, similar to one of the doctors I follow a lot, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And mm -hmm. like for people tuning in, I always talk about him and his books have been life changing for me. Um, one of his books, it's pretty dense, but it's called We Are the Placebo. And it talks a lot about, you know, like the beliefs and like what we're literally turning into our reality. But you mentioned about like belief systems and that's so important because if our belief system is like, I must work X amount of hours in order to have this much money, like our entire reality is shaping to that. Whereas like you said, which is really beautiful when you close your eyes and saying like, you know, what if I, 
played more and like, you know, breathed more or just like created more space for myself and creating that would create more energy, which would flow in like more abundance. So I think that's, that's super important as far as, as far as the belief systems. Yeah, totally. I mean, the way that I think about it, especially for those that are entrepreneurs and business owners, but really for, for anybody is, you know, energy is real. Most of this is actually energy. There's a very, very, very finite amount that is space and, and, and 3D and fleshy. Um, and so if everything is energy, then that means the way in which I show up, you are going to feel. So we are, there's going to be an energetic exchange there, right? And so if I am burning myself out, if I am working until one in the morning, if I have all of these things on my to-do list to do for my business with like 75% of them that I'm like, I really don't want to do this, then it's going to feel the same when I go to do it as someone walking in the room with their head down and just being like, hi, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) Versus if I focus on things that really feel good, I get my energy right, um, I am excited, I'm in an expanded state, I'm thinking, feeling, and acting from a place of alignment and excitement, then that's going to feel like somebody that walks into a room and is like, hey, how are you? It's so good to see you. Oh my goodness. The light that walks into the room. And so our energy is the same, right? I would rather for anybody listening to do half of the tasks on your to-do list, um, but do it with excitement and zest and, and that, again, expansive energy, than just busy yourself with a bunch of things that you've kind of got like one butt cheek in the door, one butt cheek out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. You mentioned that too. Um, I was just literally right before this call, I was catching up with a friend and I had this conversation. So I'm curious if you could touch on this at all, or if there's anything that resonates for you, but it was that idea that when we are in the pursuit of whatever we're at, whether we're in our twenties, whether we're, you know, like, seeing my parents, how they are. It's like that save, 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 save mentality. Um, But like, let's say, you know, you really want to move to a certain place and it's this like house or apartment that makes you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And when you're there, you just feel like literally energetically different. So you can put that love and that like passion into that work. Whereas maybe you're in that like save, save, save mentality And maybe you're taking less of a risk and maybe you are making a smarter decision, right? Superficially to save and either let's say like, you know, downgrade and like, you know, live at a place where everything about it is just like bringing your energy down. But then because you're saving right money, it makes you feel like you're making the smarter move. However, like your energy is just not there. And so the conversation we're having that I'm curious if you can reflect on is not necessarily to blindly be like abundance thinking, but realizing like, if you make the decisions to actually be in a place where you're in that energetic frequency versus um, just being in like more of the hoarding attachment style, you know, relationship to money. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like what that has been like for you. I don't know if that's making sense. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Well, so the first thing that I just want to like shift as far as language goes is like the idea that 
like abundance thinking and only doing abundance, abundant thinking could be a bad thing. Um, thinking abundantly is always going to reward you. Thinking abundantly doesn't only have to do with money. Thinking abundantly could literally be walking outside and letting like the sun just like ravish you and be like, Oh, like this morning I was on a, I was on a walk and with my dog through one of the trails here in Austin. And I was just like, Oh, I feel like nature is just like having its way with me right now. Like it was orgasmic. It was wonderful. Um, and that's like a part of thinking abundantly. And so I think sometimes we can like interchange abundance for just like thinking about money, but abundance is actually just like the, the true nature of this. And so I just want everyone to know that before I go into my answer. Um, because I think what, what you're, what you're saying is absolutely right though. You know, it's like, there is a level of expanding your comfort zone when you're fully behind the decision that wherever you're placing yourself with your money is going to be something that allows you to expand and receive more and more and more. So a couple different examples. One, when I first started with my very first coach, or not my very first coach, but my very first like coach that really supported me in my business, like taking off at its next level, um, I didn't have the money to make that investment. I was able to put the deposit on my credit card and I was like, I have no idea where the rest of it's going to come from, but you know what? This experience is going to be the thing that changes my life and my finances and my business forever. And within six weeks, it did. And it has literally never been the same since then. I made not only the deposit back, but I was able to pay for the entirety of the program that I was in altogether. And that was the first of many, many, many five figure months. And so it was that decision behind it, that even though it was a really stretchy investment for me, I made a decision that it was going to be the thing that would change me. Our decisions are so powerful. It's like casting a anchor out into the direction of our desires and our dreams. And when we really decide and fully get behind it, you know, going back to Joe Dispenza's work, right? It's feeling, thinking, and acting in a loop that is creating us into the future version of ourselves right here and right now so that the universe and the world can't help but respond to who we're showing up as. Um, So that's one piece of it. And I think that, again, the caveat is if we're not being intentional with the way in which we show our money, the way in which we invest, then we're not fully respecting money, right? So for me, whenever I'm making a big investment, I always just tune in and I ask myself, like, what is my why behind this? What am I expecting and and intending from this experience? Not that it's necessarily an expectation where I'm going to be really disappointed if it doesn't happen, but more so an expectation of this is what I'm expecting to shift in my reality. So I'm going to start showing up with that expectation, because there's a lot different of, a, again, energy to I'm showing up with expectation to I'm showing up and I'm not really sure um, what's going to happen. You know, it's like it's the difference between a limpy handshake of someone who you're like, wow, that was like a really uncomfortable handshake. This person obviously did not be, get taught by their parents versus <laughs> someone who comes up and like really firmly shakes your hand and you're like, that was a great handshake. Um, yeah. and I think it's the same with like how we show up to the decisions that we make. And so I am not somebody who can live in an environment or be in an environment that doesn't feel expansive for me. Um, And, you know, I've spent this past month in Austin um, and 
rented this place by myself with my dogs here too. And I was looking at all these different Airbnbs and I was like, you know, I could get away with spending less. Like, you know, I could, but I don't like that this one's too dark. I don't like the kitchen in this one. I feel like this one's too far away from the places that I want to be. And I kept coming back to the place that I'm sitting that I'm sitting in right now because it was so beautiful. It was so bright and airy. Um, the ki- I'm looking at the kitchen right now. It's got this beautiful, gigantic marble island, um, and it's very mo- modern. And I just knew that if I was going to be here for a month, I wanted to be in a place that like actually inspired me. And so even though it meant I was literally paying double rent at my house in San Diego and here, I knew that it was really important for me to be in this environment and I decided that I would be supported. So I think that for anyone that's listening, decide that you're gonna be supported in whatever decision you're making with your money. Um, Bring intentionality into every single purchase from swiping your credit card at the grocery store and choosing to like deciding that this food is going to nourish you and give you so much brain power to maybe if you're not ready to move into a new house in a new city that feels really big and is expansive, but decide that the coffee that you go and get in the neighborhood that you love every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is going to be a space or a portal to you receiving the inspiration and the guidance as to what to do and where to go in order to make the money to support you and actually taking that next step into the house. I feel like that's my rant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I love that. That literally gave me goosebumps. I, I think that's so freaking special. And like you mentioned, like it's a, it's a decision you make. Cause when you're in that space of like, Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is, this is a risk. This is a risk. This is just like, everything's a risk, you know, like driving out in your car or in the street is a risk really. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize all of those things because all of a sudden when it comes to money, it digs up so many things for us but everything you mentioned was was super special and I've I've seen so many patterns of like that in my own life where when I say yes all of a sudden different things expand and open um and one other like kind of thought from that is almost like when you hold yourself accountable to that investment or whatever door you just opened up whether that means putting money down on something like you mentioned like your coaching course and and, and, you know, whether that was like the deposit with your credit card, it almost, and I'm curious, like what your perspective on is on this, like it almost opens up a part of you where it is, where it is opening up a lot more expansiveness, like you said, but I don't know if accountability is the right word, but your life almost just moves in a way that no matter what, because you made that decision, you have to like create that amount of money or whatever to support you in that way and you move your life forward but if you're living in your familiar past right like if you're living in a space that has always been this amount of money a month or I need this to do this or you know like I don't have enough to do this then you're like you're literally keeping yourself in that way um I'm curious like like what your take is on that as far as And this could be whether it's like universe or God or whatever people choose to believe in. It's kind of like that is working in your favor when you, when you make that decision, not just in your mind, but maybe even in the exchange of money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's in your mind, it's the exchange of money. It's the actions you start taking, you know, a really powerful question you can ask is who am I required to be? 
to mm-hmm. really be able to make the most out of this experience or this investment or this big decision. So who I'm required to be in order to buy a you know million dollar home here in Austin is the woman who knows she's going to, you know, I don't know about 10x her investment. That would be really cool. I'm not too great and familiar with the real estate market quite yet, but <laughs> 10x slides <laughs> off the tongue nicely. But the woman who really trusts that she's able to make it happen, the woman who is confident that any money she takes out of her bank account is going to be replenished by 10x. And so it's like any who who are you required to be to be the person that knows that this investment you're about to make is going to change your life to forever? And what are you required to do in order to be that person? So I think that it's a combination of making sure and holding yourself accountable to be and to do as that version of yourself would, would do and would be. And so what are the thoughts or the beliefs that you would hold? What are the actions that you would take or lack thereof that you would stop taking? You know, the multi-million million dollar CEO probably isn't the one that is hunting people down to pay invoices, probably isn't the one that's answering customer service calls. And so it's really just like getting yourself into the mindset of the version of yourself that you're becoming, or at least playing around with it if you're not totally sure. And if you're not totally sure, find people that can um, embody or set an example for you and study their patterns. And then from there, step into it, show up for it, take one small step every single day. The more that you think, again, think, feel and act in accordance with what you desire and the person that you will be once you receive that desire, then the faster the desire actually comes to you. Yeah, I love that. Like, actually being that person because a lot of times we're playing this waiting game and we're like well once I have this much money I'll act in this certain way or I'll act like I'm wealthy once once I have Mm -hmm. this dollar amount and it doesn't necessarily work that way it's like we have to actually be that now um and I think that's a good kind of like segue into you know what we had talked about earlier like before this call as far as you know what does having everything actually mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And like, what does having your self-worth mean? Um, Could you kind of, you know, like dive into that as far as how that felt for you, as far as when did you get to that point where you really felt like you had everything or when did you feel like, how has that transitioned for you? Yeah, that's such a great question. So I think that again, it's like what you were just sharing of the, like, once I feel or receive this, then I'll feel this way. And I noticed like, even at the beginning of this year that I was, I was writing that down in my journal of like, and it was so funny when I realized it, I was like, Ooh, once I, once I make a million dollars, then I'll really be the level of leader that I want to be. And I was like, wait, what? Like I saw myself write that down and I was like, Oh, this is something that I get to shift. This is a place where I get to embody even more right now. Um, because I realized that I was placing so much of my confidence, my self-worth, my security and my safety in arriving at a certain destination versus really cultivating that right here and right now. Um, So it was about, I would say like May or June, 
I think it was June once we moved into the house that we're in right now, right now in San Diego and La Jolla um, in a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood, like one of the nicest neighborhoods in the entire world where I looked around and I was like, wow, I really should be happy and I'm not happy and I'm not fulfilled. And I still feel a lot of pressure to perform and I'm tired and I don't feel seen in my relationships and I don't feel like I have the right people around me. And it felt incredibly lonely because, and and also a bit earth shattering because I thought that once I had the house, once I had the infrared sauna, once I had, you know, the hot tub in the backyard and the cool um, set from CB2 that all of the right people would come to me and I'd feel so at home and so with like friends and loved and, and celebrated and just successful. And I wasn't feeling that. And I realized that it was none of, once again, it's like that moment when I realized that no amount of money on a paycheck would make me happy. This was another moment of like no amount of things and desires that are like tangible desires are going to be the things that actually provide me with a feeling of being worthy or a feeling of fulfillment or a feeling of love. And so it was kind of another like moment in this cycle of this or this evolution of, okay, if it's not this, then how do I get to those underlying core desires and needs that I have in my heart? And honestly, it's, it's a process. It's, it's a lot of healing. Like this is the work that <laughs> like, I've been in a lot of coaching programs. I've taken a lot of courses and I'm like, oh, this journaling prompt, this is the work and this is cool. And then I started doing this work and I was like, oh, this is the work. This is bringing (laughs) up all my fears around abandonment and not being loved and not being seen and all this inner child work. Um, But the beauty of it is that as I do this like much more intense work, all of these other pieces like the house and the backyard and the money in the bank and the investments and the courses and whatever it might be, I'm so much more excited about it. And I'm so much more. And so I think that what a lot of people are starting to realize, especially people that have had success is that these like surface level things are nice and wonderful and fun and sparkly. But at a certain point you real, and hopefully it's at a young age, you realize that there is so much more juiciness and, and magic underneath the surface in those like real underlying emotions and desires and levels of connection that we as humans are, that it's our birthright to experience that. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. Do you feel like as an entrepreneur, but also as someone who's still, I mean, I guess the word young is like all relative, but for someone who's young, I'm under 30, I'm still young. (laughs) No, I mean, like, that's what I mean. As far as like, I think when, when I was younger, I was just like, once you're 30 year old and now my like mentality is totally shifting. So I want to be like, you know, with that, because I know we have, all kinds of people tuning in. But as someone who's a young entrepreneur and maybe as a woman, do you feel like growing up? I mean, I know you said that you were making money early on because you were working full time before even going to college. But do you, did you ever feel like, oh, well, by this age, like I want to make this much money. And if I don't, like that's not, you know, I'm not 
there yet, or even while building a business, feeling like, oh, I keep trying, but I'm not making this amount of money. And this is what successful means. Like, how did, how did you navigate, I guess, like things that came up for you as far as, I guess it would all fall under comparisons, right? Because that's yeah. one of the biggest things we do and why we deal with insecurities. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like even last year I was navigating that. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in these milestones and they're not bad goals to have. Um, but it's again, like, what is the meaning behind the goal? You know, I think for myself personally for a while it was like oh I need to have a six-figure launch so that people will respect me as a business coach oh I need to have x amount of people in my program so people trust me as a coach and um I realized that that was just me trying to fill this void of unworthiness and not feeling enough versus me like actually wanting to make the million dollars in the year actually wanting to like have a million dollar business before I turn 30. Um, I have let go of all of those goals honestly and I don't think that it's necessary for everyone to do that. I just have a very different relationship now with my business and how I want to live my life. I want to serve and I want to serve those that want to be served by me and want to learn from me and want to experience a deep, profound healing um, and gain tools that will last them a lifetime and and really be able to tap into true fulfillment as, as early as possible. But I don't focus on the money anymore besides just like knowing that I'm going to be supported and knowing that I don't feel as expansive when I'm focusing on the money. And that makes me not as magnetic to money versus if I'm focusing on serving and focusing on creating and having conversations like this, that the money's just a side effect because I'm in a state of abundance. I'm in a state of flow. We're having this beautiful energy exchange that people are receiving from. And so I know that whether it's somebody that's here that decides to sign up for one of my courses um, in the, in the future, or it's just, you know, the law of attraction for me showing up openly and abundantly that we are all, you are receiving from this. I am receiving from this. Like we're all receiving from this experience and that's what's so important. Um, So I think that it's so normal for anybody to have the pressure of like, once I get to this age, then I have to make this or else I failed or else I'll be deemed as unsuccessful or judged or whatever it might be. But and, and know that it's okay if you have those goals, but again, just come back to like, what's the actual meaning behind this? And is my meaning yeah. pure and true? Or is it from some external expectation that is actually creating more pressure and making me feel more contracted? Because if it's that, we want to shift it a little bit. You can still hold the same goal. It's like, you can still hold the goal of, I want to make a million dollars before I turn 30. But instead of so that I can impress my family members or so I can impress the people that follow me or because that's what other people do. It's because if I make a million dollars, that means that I've impacted a lot of lives and that's really powerful. That means that my work and my gifts and my message have had a ripple effect across the world. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that so much. Um, and I ask that cause I know that's, that's a huge theme that I, I see so many people going through and it almost like holds them back and it almost like makes them dismiss so much that they have accomplished or impacted. Right. I know. So for me, this September, I just turned 25 and I remember for the longest time I had all these goals and I was like, by the time I'm 25, I want to make, I want to make this much. I want to do all these things and stuff. And there were some that I probably had made goals of, but they were very not, they were not like calculated. They were just kind of like la la land. It wasn't like, it didn't, like you said, have like a real true reason behind it. So not meeting those. And I was just like, this is horrible. I'm such a failure. Like I didn't achieve any of these things. And I actually like thought about it and I was like, that's so much other stuff has happened. And why did I even want to like make this amount of money or, um, you know, go to these certain places or feel like my life was in a certain way. And it was very ego driven. So it was like a really good reality check. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Um, I'm reading this book. Here, I'll show it. It's for anybody. It's really, it's a tiny little book. If you look at it next to my head, it's really tiny. It's called yeah. the way, the way to love. And it's the last meditations of Anthony DeMeo, I believe it is, or DeMello. And each chapter is just a short meditation and all of the chapters talk about attachment and how attachment mm. to a certain goal or a certain person or a certain way of life or even a certain belief only creates a disconnect from reality overall and the ability to experience true happiness, true love, and true fulfillment. Because attachments on one side of the spectrum can create stress, can make us feel like a failure, can make us feel depressed, sad, angry. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, it can cause pleasure, joy, addiction, um, you know, any type of like higher frequency response, which of course is uh, gratifying when we get it. But when it is taken, if the attachment's taken away, then we just are like a fish on a hook, just being swung yeah. around by our attachments. And so, and when we, are so attached to one thing not only like you said are we missing out on all of the other beautiful things that are happening around us because we're tunnel vision on this one thing being a certain way um but we're also becoming in a way chained to the experience of the attachment whether it's an outcome or a person leaving or showing up and that really disempowers you to feel good and to actually experience true happiness and true fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so beautifully said and put. And I, I feel that's so true. Like we kind of, it's like, you know, the typical like um, quote that we've always been shown is like, it's not about like the destinations about the journey, but we really do like miss out on so much and the pursuit of this destination that can definitely evolve over time too. Mm -hmm. And we don't even like allow for that space or we get to that destination. We're like, this is not even what I want anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd love to wrap this up with you maybe sharing, and I know this relates to a lot of the work that you do, that you coach people with, um, some practices that people could take away, or maybe it's journal prompts, if you feel like that's kind of better to navigate, just different things where people could um, not just navigate their relationship with money and kind of question those things, but even if that has to do with like the abundance that we were talking about, and then you can also relate this to 
you know, the work you do and, and how people could be a part of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, one of the things that we talked about was embodying and really stepping into who you're required to become in order to achieve and receive the things that you desire. So for everybody here, send me a DM and I'll get you a 10 minute awaken your next level self meditation. It is so powerful. And it's something that you can do every single morning to begin to visualize and embody the version of yourself that already has all of the things that you desire. And it's such a great practice because it it gets you into the mindset of your next level self very first thing in the morning so that when you walk throughout your day, you're more mindful of making decisions from that perspective. So send me a DM. It's totally free. Um, it at Ava Johanna, if you can't click on it up above. Um, but get that meditation, do it every morning and see how your life changes. Um, outside of that, I would encourage you moving forward in life, going back to this idea of intentionality around money to be very intentional and decisive and anchored into what it is that you are choosing slash expecting your investments to create in your life. So not necessarily a journal prompt unless, and you couldn't do this as a journal prompt, but when I am investing this money, what is it that I am anchoring my intention to? What energy, what life change, what, you know, um, reciprocal investment am I going to be receiving in return from me swiping my card and saying yes to this thing? As I walk through this door, what's going to be on the other side? Um, Again, that can be a journal prompt or it's just something that you keep in your mind whenever you are um, making investments in yourself. Um, And then outside of that, I think a practice to leave you with would be a very simple breath that you can do whenever you start to feel um, any type of stickiness or anxiety or maybe shortness of breath when you are dealing with money. Um, Maybe this is right before you check your bank account balance or if you have a big um, purchase to make before you uh, swipe swipe your card, just getting your nervous system into a really calm space so that you're not making it from a place of fight or flight, but you're making it really centered. Again, going back to this conversation around expansive energy versus contractive energy. This will get you into a really attractive, expansive energy that's going to magnetize more things towards you. And so really, really simple. You're just going to inhale for five through your nose. Hold at the top for five. Exhale through your nose for five. Hold at the bottom for five. Good. So you'll just do that as many times as you need, five, 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 until you start to feel yourself calming down. So hopefully those are three good um, tips and practices that you can bring into your life surrounding money and just overall to make you feel better and happier. Um, If anyone is interested in learning more about my work, you can follow me at Ava Johanna. Uh, My website is academyofbreath.org. We do, again, the breathwork and meditation certification program. It's eight weeks long. The next round starts on January 12th. Um, I have a program starting actually this Sunday called Breaking Free. It's a month-long ceremony to really teach people how to lead in their life and really provide them with a ton of embodiment practices, meditations, techniques, and community to support them in 
becoming more honest and authentic within themselves so that they can be more honest and authentic with the world. Um, I'm really, really excited. Again, it's a month long. And so we're going to get really intimate. There's going to be some really beautiful practices and we still have space available for that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That all makes me excited. And I want to try the, the meditation that you mentioned as well. And the breath is so powerful. I think for anyone who is like unfamiliar with em- what embodiment actually means, um, I mean, you have to actually experience those practices, I feel like to really like grasp it too. So I definitely think everyone should hop on. I'm going to be uploading this to YouTube as well. So I will include all those links too, um, and then share it on the story with all those links. And I want to say thank you so, so much. It was so cool to have this conversation. Um, for anyone who like, didn't catch the beginning, like I went to a different event where I first heard Ava speak and I was just like, it, it really shifted a lot for me. So it's just so cool to like, I think it's been a good amount of years after now, (laughs) but being able to have this conversation with you is such a blessing. And this is so, so important. So thank you for for showing up and doing the work and being in the state that you are that's already like bringing so much bliss to people's lives. Mm, Thank you so much for having me and for everyone that's been a part of this conversation, whether it's the whole time or just a little bit of time. um, Thank you for being a part of our energy and um, also just influencing the way that this conversation went. So super grateful for everybody. 